All right, what's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, we're here at Red Bull Studios here in Auckland uh, City for what is the Log Cabin Red Bull uh, podcast. Very honoured, privileged to have in the studio, Soraya Lapreed. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thanks for taking the time out. Oh my God, thanks for inviting me. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's good. We, 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 got, we got here in the end. Yeah, got here in the I end. was a little bit late, but yeah. That's all good. That's <laughs> all good. You're, you're here now. You're here. What, what's been going on in Soraya? world what's been going on what's, what's the latest i've been recording a lot of music in my house yeah. in my dad's studio that i've kind of commandeered as mine uh he hates that he's been away for like two months so i've just been solidly in there with um a lot of work with church actually from church and ap oh. he's like a great writer and he writes a lot of different kind of stuff like rap and he sings a little bit and so it's been cool we've just been like working on stuff and i'm excited about it and also djing a lot you are you one of the hardest working djs in auckland if not new zealand oh thank you I, I, I think, that is like a huge compliment coming from you well that's you you are i mean you seem to be everywhere uh yeah they're not sick of me yet but i know it's coming like i know they're about <laughs> to get sick of me like you again no we're sick of you <laughs> so i'm just gonna like milk it until they're over it how does your does your djing influence your music production 100 percent, actually because uh, I started, I'm not really a DJ, I'm a music producer. That's what I always tell people. I started making music from a young age. I started playing piano when I was seven. I went to LA and I went to like uh, engineering and like audio engineering school. Over there. For production and wow. stuff. So uh, songwriting as well and stuff like that. So I was d into that, but I definitely wrote a lot more like slower tempo music and like that was more my feel. And then DJing is such a turn up because people are just like having fun and you want to do stuff that they know and they're familiar with. So now my mind is like always like going into that instead of like the slower tempo like feels. Right. I'm I, like a turn up person now. I actually remember, I, we just, I can't remember the gig and I remember you DJing. It was like a competition, like a battle almost. Like, okay, I got them, I got them, yeah, got them, got them. Oh, it's damn, a it's like, oh, a few people left. It wasn't yeah. even mass exodus. It was like a few people left and you were like mad. You were like, I'm going to get them back. Yeah, you know? it's like a game. Like I want to make sure that people have a good time and I want to make sure that they, you know, like they might not expect to dance, but I just want to get them to feel the music even if they weren't trying to. Do you ever slip your own productions into your sets? Yeah, I have, um, there's one remix I really like to play with uh, Fade, the Kanye song. I have an intergalactic remix by the Beastie Boys. It's like kind of a trap remix, and I'd like to drop that. Right on. Like doing your, doing your own remixes? Yeah. Ah, that's cool. I don't play like the songs that I've done yet, but some of them. I mean, I did a, some stuff with Jess B, actually, for her project. I did, um, I worked on Bump Bump the one with Church and I worked on Solo, right. the one with Paige. Right. But that one is like a little bit too poppy, but bump, bump, goes off, it's cool. I like it. You know, going back to your LA trip, how old were you when you went and lived in LA? I mean, you're born and born in- I was born in New Zealand. Raised in Auckland, yeah. I went to LA, I was 20. Right. And then I came back, uh, I was there for seven years. Wow. Yeah, so I actually didn't make music here. So when I came back, I felt like I wasn't in the clique. Like I, I was friends with Eno from Eno X Dirty since he was 13 and I was like 17 or something. I used to hang out with him and we'd make beats together and that was it. That was the only person I knew and made music with. So I had to come back and like get my way into the New Zealand scene and it was hard. Like you guys are not friendly. <laughs> I was like, yo, what's up? Like no one was really like 
trying to mess with me, but now I feel like we're all family. The and doors like, have opened. How long did it take before you felt like the doors had opened? I felt like it took a solid year, wow. like, of me being here, and then people were like, okay, okay, okay. Because you can't, I like that, though. You can't just come as an outsider and just be like, I'm from L.A., I'm so cool, like, <laughs> mess with me, you know? Like, you have to prove yourself, and I like that, because it's like, you know, pay your dues, like... Right. In this town. I like it. No, that's cool. That, that's cool. Um, you said, you know, you commandeered Dad's studio. Yeah. I guess we should spell this out for everybody. Your dad is Ronald LaPree. Yeah, he one, is. One super dynamic member of the legendary group, the Commodores. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in fact, seeing you guys perform together at that event earlier in the year oh, was man. a super treat. Uh, listeners who, who weren't there, um, Soraya and a dad and a and a shit hot band, uh, got up and and performed a whole bunch of songs, including a lot of uh, Commodore's great hits. And I, your dad looked like he was on fire. He was having such He's a good so time. He's so good. I remember after the show, I was like, "Man, you're really good at this. Like, you're a good musician and you're a dope performer." And he was like, "Yeah, like, because I always." have been very proud of him but when I actually got to work with him on in that setting I was like wow like you're so dope he's such a pro um but that show was so hilarious Tom Scott got us in on that and it was his idea and it was so clever but uh we were fighting for weeks like we were having family meetings about which songs we should do because I wanted to do certain songs and he was like you can't come in and take over the whole show and I was like but I'm gonna choose the songs bro like I'm a DJ I'm choosing the song and we were fighting I was like mum and Mark what my brother I was like what are you guys reckon are we gonna do this or are we gonna do this and I think Tom Lawson who um, does all the events here and who was dealing with it was so stressed out because I was like I think we need a horn section and I think we need like I was trying to add so much stuff to it I was like yo we need horns bro string section yeah horn strings section. like I was so funny Choir. I was so funny he was like okay I don't know we don't have enough room for all that but it was so much fun like I loved it Right, and you, I mean, I guess that right. It's don't, you don't get that many opportunities to do that. No, and it's such a cool idea to do something with like musical families because it is actually that's how I started. I grew up with a musical father, and that's inspired me to do it. So you know, it does influence you so much, and you don't even realize. And then to see all these other artists with their families, it was great. Yeah, we were discussing that before when we were coming up the stairs, you know how, you know, when people have kids, it's like a kid being born into a music world and how it's not like how most people grow up. Exactly. But for someone like yourself, it's just natural. It's just what you know. Yeah. Like, I really thought when I was very, very small that everyone's parents just had bands and, like, rehearsed. Like, I just thought that, like, there was always people doing music at my house, always a studio at my house, and not even just that, like... Just like lots of musical expression, like singing and dancing and like playing instruments and stuff. So it was like a good outlet. We were always like kind of doing that. It's quite amazing that, um, yeah, to, to, to grow up in that sort of environment, it's like it's no wonder that you've uh, gravitated to it on your own, eh? Yeah, I think my dad was really not trying to let me do music. Like, he saw me, like, I would break into the studio and I'd be on his MPC and I'd rewrite over his whole MPC. He'd be so angry. I didn't know what I was doing, but he'd just, like, lock the door and be like, don't come in here. I told you not to come in here. And I would just be in there. Like, <laughs> he didn't want me to do it. Because I think I wouldn't want my kids, if I have kids one day, I wouldn't want them to do it because it's so such a tough industry, but... 
What can you do? Yeah, like, right. it's a passion. You have to do it. That's right. And that's what draws you to it, eh? The passion. You kind of got to uh, quench the thirst, I guess. Exactly. If you've got it. I mean, does um, have you ever got Dad to play bass on any of your tracks? Oh, so many. Really? Yeah. Like... And all my friends in LA, I think they all use me just for my dad to play bass on our tracks. And I'm just like, you guys suck. Like, you don't even want me. I'm just sitting here. You just get him to do everything. But um, <laughs> the feeling that he has, <clears throat> it's like, you know, it's you can't really recreate that now. Like, it's just such a different feeling from that time. And it's so classic sounding. Mm. It's just like... I don't know, like we need to keep recording stuff like that because I feel like we're losing it. We're losing so much of that soul in our music. Mm. So, yeah, I've actually got quite a few tracks with him on them with artists that have recorded, like, I can't say yet, but there's, like, major label artists over there that we've, like, pitched to and they've, like, tracked over them, so hopefully they come out, but they're, like, dope tracks. Oh, my God. That's exciting. Yeah. So that's cool. So you, I mean, from here, you, you still kept your Los Angeles connects. Yeah, and, and I thought I was going to lose them all. I was like, oh, man, everyone's going to forget me. But actually, they're all my friends, and I love them. And now they, like, it's like the time we were all broke at music school. And now I'm like, oh, my God, are you my famous friend now? Like, people are starting, like, all the hard work of us, like, being losers and just being in the studio all the time is, like, paying off. So we're, like, graduating high school now. Right. And we're, like, getting into uni, like, you know? So that's exciting. Like, I've got friends that are, like, coming here on tour now. Like, and my friend Lucky is actually about to come here. He's opening for Khaled. And it's just so crazy. Like, I'm like, what? Like, Two years ago, we were in the studio every day, like, just going around L.A., and now you're, like, on a world tour, opening for one of the biggest artists in the world. Right. So that so the school works. The school the, Obviously, the school works. What was the name of the school? At <clears throat> oh, well, the school I went to it was in Hollywood. It was called Musicians Institute, but I mean, like, the beat school. Like, right. the school of just, like, being a broke producer, musician, like, we had to sacrifice a lot. I never went out. I never did, like, what all my friends were doing. I didn't live out of home. Like, I lived at my parents' place in L.A. and stuff. Like, I had no money. But we all, like, persevered. Some people fell off, but the ones who stayed, it paid off. Right. And you're, just, you're seeing that happening yeah. all over the place. That's so cool. I mean, to, and for you to, like, to be able to produce artists here. Yeah. And potentially over there, or you are producing artists over there. It's great, and I'd really love, like, I've got a friend, actually, who is signed to Interscope. She's one of the, like, high school beat high school people. Uh, she is going to come here, I think, for two months, and she's going to bring her A&R, and she's going to bring some producers. Uh, her A&R is no ID. Wow. And her producer is Chuck English. Whoa. And they're going to come here for two months and, like, have a summer holiday in New Zealand and write music with me. And I'm just like, yo, everyone needs to come here. It's so beautiful. Like, they need to come here. This is great. Like, I want to bring American artists over and, like, get our writers and our producers and stuff to work with them. And I think it could be a cool trade. Yeah. It's just <clears throat> over the pond, as yeah, it were. It's exactly. only one sleep away. So it's kind of it's And you can connected. breathe here. You can you can think and breathe and feel. I don't know. I just think it's such a hustle and bustle in LA and it's great there too. But it's nice to have, be able to come here as well and and just have that that different vibe. Yeah. More relaxed. Yeah. 
How does it work? You know, the female artists, the community. Does it? Do you feel like you've got a bit of a sense of community? Definitely, actually, I I have made a point of that because I was I would come back over to New Zealand from LA for like two months, three months, and work in the summer sometimes. And I didn't know everyone very well, but I would see like I feel like when I started DJing, there wasn't a lot of young female girl like DJing. Mm. And then um, when I came back again, I would, there would be like another girl and another girl and another girl. And I've definitely made a point of reaching out to all of them and booking them and doing shows with them because I do feel that we need to be a community. And I felt in the beginning that people were pitching us against each other, like right. to each other, like saying, oh, she's not as good as you. Or, you're not, you know, they're not as blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, she's dope. And you're whack for trying to like, Put, say that to me because that's not cool. So, I mean, the Katanyagi twins yeah. right in, in China, they're awesome. I love them. They're, like, so talented. They play, like, heavy music. Like, they're just dope. They have a vibe. Uh, Shaki, Half Queen. Yeah. She's so lit. She's got an amazing party with Jess B, who I've worked with. Um, it's called Filth, and it's, like, the coolest underground party in town. Like, everyone goes out for that. It's, like, Amazing dance floor, <clears throat> heavy dance floor action, eh? And Bailey is a close friend of mine, and I've worked with her for a long time. So talented, like such an amazing vocalist. Andy Heartthrob with the Dynasty Collection. She's got like a whole collective, which features like women of color and just women in general. She like has a radio show on Base FM every Tuesday, and she's like giving a platform and like doing shows with all these talented people that we would never know of and she's like finding them. She's a real tastemaker. She's onto it. I really like, she's a hard worker. And then we've got Eliza who DJs and takes photos as well. And there's just like a lot of girls doing it. So I feel like we need to stick together. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it's great to see. It's like, um, yeah, just, it it feels that way. It's like, it's it's like like finally there's like a, it's a a thing, you know, It's, it's happening, you know. Oh, and Chai as well. She was an audio engineer before. She actually, like, set up my SSL console at the studio of my house. She's so talented and amazing. And she's helped a lot of artists with their projects. So right. she's, like, she's Persian as well. I'm half Persian. And, um, yeah, she's actually, like, such a force. And it's going to be cool to see what she's doing. But, yeah, we're all friends. Like, and... I made sure I've like talked to everyone about that and been like, yo, we are we're homies, like we're a united front and don't ever let anyone like put us against each other. Cause there's room for like there doesn't have to be only one girl doing that. Yeah. Like there's room for all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I mean you obviously you've been producing heaps of artists. Is there any artists out there that you would really love to work with that you oh, haven't yet? A million. A million of them. Locally um, perhaps. I would say Benny is sick. Yeah. I love her. Uh, Teeks is amazing. I actually, Teeks, if you're listening to this, you're so annoying, bro, because I message you all the time and he's like always so busy in Studio A at Roundhead. And I'm like, must be nice, invite me. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to definitely get with him. But I like what they're doing, especially because they're using like a more organic sound and they're going back to like musicianship and like playing with bands and stuff. And I love what they're doing. Right. I met Benny's band. They're so cool. They're all like kids from Wellington. They're such cool kids, and they're just like dope. I like it. I like the feeling. She's got a great. Her band are cool, actually. Yeah, they're, it's cool because and she's cool. Yeah, she's cool as, 
and the band are all like her old mates from yeah. like school. They're like, and they're it like works. a proper band. Yeah, you know? it works. It's so dope. It's great. And uh, I don't know. There's so many. Everyone is so talented here. Like even Diggy. Like I want to get in the studio with him. Like there's just so many. But it's hard because... You know, it's got to be the right time. Everyone's got stuff they're working on. So I'm just always there waiting. Would you ever do your, contemplated your own, like, album project? Oh, yeah. I've got, like, so many of my own album projects. (laughs) But, like, what happens is I'll get busy with an artist and then I'll do theirs and then I'll be like, oh, I don't like mine anymore. And then I start a new one. But right now I'm actually working on something with Church. Right. Like a collaborative project. And obviously, Church and AP are, like, always forever. Like, they're going to be going, but this is just, like, a side thing. And we've done some stuff for both, like, their project, but they're about to put a, drop an album in, like, a week. Yeah. So we've been working on something that's very different and really cool. And, yeah, I'm excited about that. So yeah. we're probably going to try and put it out in summer. Right something. on. Something. So summer, the summer is, is going to be big for you. you got you got lots on. Um, I've got... The biggest thing I've got going on, which I'm actually really freaked out about, is uh, 660 at um, Western Springs. Oh, you're DJing I'm at that. I'm DJing at that, and it's 50,000 people, and it's sold out now. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Like, I need fire. I don't know. I need fireworks or, like, a dance routine or something. Like, I hope that I can entertain that many people. I reckon you can. Yeah. I, I reckon well, I'm gonna beats, have to. you can. I have to now. There's no getting out of it, but it's gonna be cool. That's the big one, and then and then as you said, your guests from LA coming to stay. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. I really want to start like trying to get more people to come down here because we're there's so much talent down here. Like we need that. We need that vibe. Yeah, connect it. Do you think? I mean, like like with rap. Like we were t- you were saying before, <laughs> rap music, no emotion. <laughs> we want yeah. that shit to be hard. Be you know? gangster. Do you think? Do you think? Do you, do you think? I mean, do you, is that what you think? You think that uh, with rap music, you I like mean, your rap, yeah. rap music I mean, hard. You know, N.W.A. Man, like Dr. Dre, like that's like well, Tupac. Like we were listening. <laughs> that was emotional, but it was like I'm a tough emotional person. Um, I just like the attitude because it's kind of like punk music in a way where it's just got that attitude. Like it's rebellious. It's it's hard. It just makes you, you know, you. I want to feel that when I'm listening to stuff like that. Mm. And I'm not mad. Like, you can express yourself in any way, but I would gravitate to, like, something that makes me feel like I want to, like, slap my mama. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, well, Soraya, all the best, man. Thank you so with much. With all your projects and Thank everything. You. It's going to be an exciting summer. Uh, I'd love to meet No Idea if he's hanging out. In oh Auckland, hell mate. yeah! You're you give like, me a call, man. I'd love to meet. I that feel guy. like everyone is gonna be like, uh, "What's up? Like, do you go? Suddenly you want a coffee? Like, <laughs> they're gonna be like, I was just in the neighborhood and I was just going back." Your phone's gonna be ringing. Nah, off the but hook. that's the point. Like, we need that. Like, I feel he's coming here, so like, let's. We need to like get that experience from a producer like that and pass it on. Like, they want to share their knowledge. Everyone, you know. Yeah. That's the point. That is the whole point. Thank you, Soraya. Thank awesome. you. Thank All the you. best. Ladies and gentlemen, Soraya Lapreed here at the Log Cabin Red Bull Podcast. <sighs> we'll catch you next time. Kia ora. Big thanks to the Benjineer. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get into an interview with the Benjineer on an exciting two-hour episode. Yes. Coming soon. Coming very soon. <laughs>